Welcome to Weight Loss Made Simple. I'm Dr. Stacy Heimberger, a physician and advanced certified weight loss coach. If you're on a mission to not only lose weight, but also transform your health and wellness, you've landed in the perfect spot. Forget about restrictive, trendy diets. We're cutting through the noise and zeroing in on two fundamental pillars that will empower you to achieve lasting weight loss. So if you're ready to transform your life, let's dive in. Hey there, have you ever felt overwhelmed by big goals? Today, I wanna dive into how breaking down big goals into small manageable steps can lead to significant success. Also, we need to celebrate the small wins as we go, and that will keep us motivated to succeed in our bigger goals. This path to success through small steps, really I get some inspiration from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I highly recommend it. We can put a link in the show notes, but if you're like me and get everything on Amazon anyway, just Atomic Habits by James Clear. And there's an audio version as well. He talks about the compound effect of tiny daily habits. And I think my favorite example in there is talking about how oftentimes we'll see change in someone else and think they're lucky that just happened. We have a tendency to discount all the small work it took to see the effect. So he uses two examples. One is an ice cube melting. The ice cube, if it's sitting in a cold room that you increase the temperature by one degree every hour, for hours and hours and hours, it's still gonna be frozen. And then it will melt when we hit the right temperature. Makes sense. What we discount is that that ice cube was really changing and being prepared for the melt during every degree that the temperature rose. So in our weight loss journey, we have a tendency to discount all the changing that is happening until the scale changes. We see the scale move, and that's like the ice cube melting. It doesn't always happen immediately, but if we don't keep raising the temperature, if we just give up, The ice cube never melts. The scale never moves. So this idea of these very small changes not counting is incorrect. We just don't always see them. These small changes really can add up to really significant change. So as we come here to the end of the year and start making goals for 2024, I thought this was important to talk about. Lots of times when we set goals, we know what we want the end result to be. So December 31st, 2024, we want to be doing X, Y, Z, or we want to have lost X amount of pounds. What we have a tendency to do is forget to extrapolate that goal all the way back to January 1st, 2024. So if we want to run a marathon December 31st, 2024, and here on it's December 29th, 2023, We're not even walking every day. Setting up our goal where January 1st, that's it. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to go outside and run a mile every day. It's probably not sustainable. It's probably going to lead us to feel like we failed when we can't accomplish that. And we'll definitely ensure that we don't end up with our goal on December 31st of 2024. I think a good example of exercise is the Couch to 5K program. It doesn't start you out running a 5K on the first day. It slowly builds you up over time. 
So if we want to run a marathon at the end of 2024, maybe we start with couch to 5K in January, where we just go outside and walk for 10 minutes. I don't know exactly what their routine is, but let's just say we go out and walk for 10 minutes. So for all of January, I'm going to just increase my walking. And then for February, I'm going to add in some jogging. And then maybe in March, I've run a 5K. Then I add some more running. And then maybe I do a 10K a couple months later. Maybe by the time I get to September, I'm ready to do a half marathon. Maybe as I go through the year, realize I'm probably busier than I gave myself credit for. Maybe I need to do a little bit less. Maybe I change my goal. I'm going to do a half marathon December 31st, 2024. And I space out my goal. But I'm doing small steps consistently. And that is what will lead us to be able to run a half marathon by the end of the year, or maybe a marathon by the end of the year. We have to set realistic expectations for ourselves. We have to know where we're starting from, where we want to go, and really break it down. If we've got 12 months to reach a goal, run 13 miles, we don't need to be running 13 miles January 1st. I feel like I see this all the time. I feel like I used to do this all the time. This is probably why I didn't reach my goals before, because I was thinking about it wrong. First of all, I would just write down this random goal, lose weight. I had no measurable criteria. How did I know if that was true? Do I even know where I'm starting from? Do I know where I want to go? Use less plastic. How much am I using now? How much do I want to be using? I never had measurable criteria. And then I never took into account, like I didn't even know where I was starting from. I didn't know how I was going to measure things. I actually went through some old journals, found some of these old goals. And I was like, well, no wonder I didn't succeed. I think one of them was like, save money. How much was in my savings when I started in January? No idea, because I didn't write it down. How much did I want to save? No idea. Didn't write that down either. And then I do these like Q3 month check-ins. How can you check in if you don't know where you started, don't know where you're going, and don't know what you even want? What's a halfway point or one quarter of the way? If you have no measurables, you're just guessing. So when I got serious about goals, I'm going to give you this example because it worked really well. I wanted to start exercising more and walking more. So I had to find out where I was first. So I wore my watch. I looked at my data. I went back. I think every watch these days tracks. If not, Fitbits are still out there. I had to see where I was. Like, okay, I'm walking about 6,500 steps, 6,000 steps. I don't remember exactly. It's like, okay, I'd like to walk more than that. So then for January, I was like, let's add 500 steps. And then I would keep track. And most importantly in keeping track was it wasn't an all or nothing. If I looked at the day and I hadn't made 6,500, that wasn't an X on the calendar, on the little habit journal. These habit trackers, let's talk about it. Habit trackers that just mark yes and no, I am not a fan of. For example, if I was trying to go from 6,000 to 6,500, what I would have done on my habit tracker is I would have had a less than 6,000, 6,000 to 6,500, and equal or greater than 6,500. So there was something to put every day, knowing that at the end of the month, whatever color I had made more than 6,500, I wanted to see mostly that on the calendar. If I had just put yes or no, all it would have taken was a couple of days of not making 6,500 for me to think I failed and for me to stop. We see this at the gym all the time, right? 
I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then life happens. And maybe three days in a row, we don't make the gym and we stop and we quit and we give up completely. Small steps, measurable steps, reward, effort. Those are the three key points here. Small steps. I'm only walking 6,000. Let's go for 6,500 in January. Can I measure that? Absolutely. I found out where I was. I know where I want to go. Reward effort. What if I only make 6,300? That's all right. I'm going to color that box in. Do not underestimate how just a little bit of effort can help you get there. I probably didn't make 6,500 every day that first month, but I made it enough to move to 7,000 the next month. Same thing, rewarded effort. I measured, I kept track. If I made enough days of 7,500, moved to 8,000 and keep going all year till I get to a point where I really just am not making it, where most of the days are not above goal, then maybe I stay there. Maybe I add something else in. If I had started out from 5,000 saying, I'm gonna walk 10,000 steps a day and it was a check mark or an X mark on my habit tracker, what do you think would have happened? Would have had a few days in a row where I couldn't walk 10,000, probably because I would have been sore going from 5,000 to 10,000 and a jump. I would have quit. And I'd get to December, I'd still be walking 5,000 steps. Unrealistic expectations will set you up for failure. And when we feel like we have failed, we will quit. And we are done doing that now. When we reward effort, that is what will keep us motivated. Any goal you set should not be an all or nothing. We have to reward these small wins, these efforts, this small achievement. That is what keeps us motivated. Motivation does not come divinely and strike us in the middle of the night. We set a goal, we measure it, we make it realistic, and we reward ourselves along the way. We have to acknowledge these small wins. That is what keeps motivation high. That is what keeps us going. We also have to be willing to modify if needed. My first example, I really don't think I could go from not running at all to running a marathon by the end of the year. I work full time, I coach, I do all these other things. I don't think I have the time to dedicate to that. If I had started that, I might need to switch to a half marathon, which is still a huge achievement from not running at all to running a half marathon. This all or nothing thinking would make me feel like a failure because I said in December of 2023, I wanted to run a marathon. And I only ran 13 miles. Come on, 13 miles, that's huge. From nothing to 13, that's huge. So if we're rewarding ourselves along the way for every day that I give effort, for every day that I accomplish something, for every small step, I will feel very accomplished and very motivated throughout the whole year to get it done. This works very well for exercise, but this can also work with our eating and our drinking water and our resting But let's not do all of them at once. Pick one thing for January. Pick one thing that you want to make a small improvement in for January. Set your measurables so that you can reward effort. So if it's water, I did in my assessment, my measurable, I'm drinking eight ounces. Okay, I'm going to try and drink 16 ounces in January. So my habit tracker, I've got less than eight ounces, eight to 16 and over 16. And I reward effort. If I get to the end of the month and most of my month is colored in green or whatever color I pick for 16 ounces, then I go up the next month. And then here you have it. By summer, I'm all kinds of hydrated. I'm drinking. I'm doing it. 
maybe that is easier than I thought. And after two weeks, 16 ounces is no big deal. Maybe I readjust. Maybe I add another glass of water. So by the end of January, I'm drinking three glasses of water. And then maybe I try and add something else. Only add if it's easy to maintain the habit you've picked first. So if you cruise through a month drinking 64 ounces of water, because that was your end goal, then maybe we go to the next goal. Okay, what's something else small that I can start? I'm gonna give up nighttime snacking. Let's see how that goes. I'm gonna try and do it more days than not. I'm gonna push breakfast back 30 minutes. See how that feels. More days than not. If you need ideas or help doing this, I love doing this with my clients. I love setting goals, breaking them down. If you use planners like I do, what you can do with your year-long goal is you break it into months. And then every time that month comes around, you look at what you want to accomplish and you break it down week by week and then you put it in your planner. And then when you open that week, you look at what you're supposed to accomplish that week and then you fit it into your schedule. If you do it this way, your success is inevitable. Inevitable. Whatever goal you have set, it is inevitable that you will achieve it if you do it this way. Write it down. Stay accountable. Reward effort. Small, small, sustainable changes. Just a quick reminder before we go, if you are fed up with complex diets that demand counting every calorie or buying a whole new pantry of food, and don't take into account the fact that you are busy and tight on time, if you need accountability to set your new goals so that your success is inevitable, I invite you to check out my new small group coaching program starting January. I'm doing early bird enrollment just for a few more days until December 31st. Lots of fun bonuses in there. So if you are ready to start the new year with a weight loss plan that is simple, fits in your schedule, and where your success is inevitable because we plan our goals smartly, let's chat and see how we can make it work. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Remember, weight loss can be simple if you focus on mindfulness and self-care. If you're ready to jumpstart your weight loss journey, visit me at www.sugarfreemd.com forward slash two pound. That's the number two and the word pound. Schedule a free two pound plan call. We'll work together to create a personalized plan for you to lose two pounds in one week. Until then, see you in the next episode.